Okay, it's Andy Porter listening to the Super Fail podcast. The Super Veil podcast. Hello and welcome to the Super Veil podcast with me, Terry. We are now on iTunes, so you can download it for free at your pleasure and leisure. Uh, you can keep listening through Mixcloud, Spotify, or ask Alexa to play it through TuneIn Radio. So, who's got withdrawal symptoms from football? The season's so long ago now. Uh, we've had a few add-ons, haven't we? We've had the Champions League late this year. The Nations League, we all got behind England. It ruined my birthday. My birthday was on the Sunday. I really wanted a final that night so I could go out. But never mind. We've got the Women's World Cup now. But roll on the friendlies. I really can't wait now. Um, the question on everyone's lips for the last few weeks is, have we signed Ryan Lloyd? I hope he does come in. I hope he proves the cynics wrong. We are where we are. Ask he's at the wheel. Follow the Supervale podcast on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Search Supervale Pod. We've got to run a series of competitions over the next few weeks. And this week, we've got a handful of Vale legend signed cards, including Beckford, Swan and Brooker to give away. Uh, I'm going to draw the winner right now. We did it on Twitter and Facebook. So I've got a hat. It's not a red and white hat. Or a Tosser's hat. It's my hat. Uh, and then it goes 112 names. So here they go. Here's the hat. They're the names. Right. And the winner is Rob Bailey. At Rob Vale Fan on Twitter. Well done, Rob. We'll send you those cards. I'll DM you later. The Supervale podcast has been spoilt rotten with great guests so far. Today, after loads of messages and pleading, I've managed to get Gary Roberts on. When Mickey Adams signed him, we were showed some amazing skill in the friendlies. And you all know the rest. And no, I'm going to have to get the sensor bleep ready. Gaz, let's talk about when you first joined the Vale, that very first pre-season. Obviously, I came on trial the first time, and um, I'd done a pre-season with Mickey and me. Did I know about it? It was the toughest one I've probably done, apart from last season at Chester. But yeah, it was uh, it was keen, and then obviously I did okay in pre-season, and then he, he put me on a short-term deal, and then obviously it just kicked off from there. Mickey still speaks very highly of you as a footballer, and um, yeah. you said he was the only guy that can control you. Um, to be honest, I don't think anyone could control <laughs> me when I was on one. But um, like I say, now I've, I've turned my life around. I've got got a family, got got kids, and that. And then probably, probably I still like a pint, but I do it probably go out once a month, and probably with my partner, and maybe go down the pub and have a pint with the lads on a Sunday. Because that's the thing, isn't it? when you're young lads, you know, that's what all your mates are doing, so you want to do that as well. We can all say it was your mates' fault and this fault, but down to me, I made my decision, so it's obviously, it's obviously my decision to make the wrong ones at the time, and I've obviously paid consequences for them. When Mickey left, Jim Gallon took over, and it's fair to say you didn't have the best relationship. Most players didn't. He, to be honest, um, He's doing all right at Stockport now, but me and him didn't see eye to eye. And to be honest, if I seen him in the pub, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say eye to him or anything like that. We just, we just didn't click one bit. And you had a few disciplinaries with him as well. Well, it's just he was just he made me train with the kids and stuff like that. And when you make a probably, and at the time I was just throw when you make a pro train for kids, you just, you just go through the motions. And 
stuff like that. And it's no disrespect to the kids, but you can see them in training, training with 17, 18-year-olds and getting left out of the squad when I was probably Paul Bale's best player at the time. And um, it was just frustrating for me and just... Just see, when he came in, I just seemed to lose, lose my way a bit. I think, you know what I mean? It's a club of that, that I love. I love playing for the bands. The bands are fucking brilliant. Um, they're probably, probably one of the best bands I've played in before under. They, they, they supported me through thick and thin. They, they were brilliant. The atmosphere at Vale Park at times was, was outstanding when we were near the top of the league come Christmas. Um, and it's just when Jim Gannon come in, it was just like, it just seemed to go. From from the highest we could have been to just like a doom, doom and gloom yeah. and a big big cloud over us. And can you remember the day that he left? I bet there was a bit of a party that day. Yeah, yeah, the day he left. Yeah, the players were quite vocal about that. Yeah, the day he left, he was just, he was just. I think he he made a lot of his own back. Um, he was playing people that, that no disrespect, they shouldn't have been playing. Yeah, and they were. They were, he was playing young kids that weren't ready they were decent players but they weren't ready to play man's football but that was his decision and obviously it backfired on him and obviously the rest was history for him Tom Pope still is a good mate of yours and there's a photograph that I've seen recently of, of you two in drag is that for a Christmas party? Oh it's the alley I can tell you bloody many stories Tom and our Christmas parties it was, it was crazy it, we just used to we're just lads lads we'd have a pint and and then on many a times we'd get in a scrap and he'd be the one that'd have to look after me because I just used to windmill and just take part, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good lad, Tom, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good professional. People don't give him the credit he deserves because um, he's a true professional. He's, don't forget, he's, he's had to earn his trade. He hadn't, he hadn't come through the youth ranks like I did. He's had to, had to grasp it with two hands. And he's, he's been a model pro. And it's for the young kids to look up to, the ones that aren't... Um, in the team and that's just like hard work like he's had to do the hard way but I think he was a winner fitter before he come in and he was he was miles behind the likes of the lads that crew at the time technically and stuff but he he's got that art he's got that desire he's got that will to win and, and sometimes you can't you can't teach that you've got to have it in you and he's he's got it with abundance he's got every every bit of that and to be fair he's probably one of the best centre forwards I've played with he's He's horrible, he's aggressive, and centre-arse, he's a centre-arse nightmare, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's very vocal on Twitter. I, I don't know if you're on Twitter, yeah. but he likes to have a bit of banter, especially like with, with Stoke fans and people calling him out for this, that and the other. Well, that's, that's part and parcel of football, Tom will tell you that. Um, banter's banter, and some banter stays in the changing room and others doesn't, but it's just like if fans want to give you a stick, and that's, see, Tom, Tom will just laugh at that having a pint in the pub on a Sunday and just laugh and joke and just give them a bit of stick back, which, which I think is, you're entitled to do it. If they're man enough to give it you, they've got to be man enough to take it. So in the changing room at the time, there were some big characters besides Tom. Uh, so I suppose, you know, under Mickey Adams, he had a tough time probably trying to keep you all in check. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think the changing room we had at Vale was one of the best changing I've been in, in and involved in. They had Mark Richards, great character, Stu Tomlinson, Dodgy, Dodgy was the practical joker. Uh, yeah, we had a we had a few good ones. Yates, he was the boring lad. Had on Yates. <laughs> Talk a class. I just leave that kid. Um, <laughs> but um, other, other than that, yeah, the changing room was good. We had good team spirit. It was it was just it was. And to be honest, I think it was a a failure at the time under Mickey that we didn't we didn't win the league at the time. Yeah. If we didn't leave to go to Sheffield United, I think we'd have definitely definitely won the league. 
Can you give us one story about probably a discipline that you had? I just think one time I was um, I was due in on the the Monday and I'd obviously not turned in. I think we'd lost to Shrewsbury three two on the Saturday. So I'd have been on the Monday and I've just not turned in on the Monday like I've been doing the joint me clear. Just didn't turn in. He's gone mad at me and then suspended me for two weeks and I come back got back in the team flying and then um, I came in again. Not, not when I was supposed to be in, and then just and then he's just gone. Listen, enough's enough. I'll sack you if you don't do the running. And I just turned around and said, well, "Sack me then, because he ain't doing the running." And and to be honest, it was probably the worst decision I'd done. But uh, I, I then I moved straight to Mansfield as soon as they sacked me. When you went to Mansfield, because you got your contract terminated at Vale, was that a bit of a for you was, a, a moment it, where you it, thought I've got to turn this round? To, to be honest, um, just before I'd obviously I just sacked from. Port Vale, Mansfield had been knocking and they did come with a fantastic offer which was an offer really I couldn't turn down but um, when I did go to Mansfield I, I thought it made a big mistake in me in my career to be honest because I think I left one of the clubs that I actually enjoyed and loved playing for yeah. um, and the fans the fans were, I can't say anything more about the fans but the fans for, for me while I was there they were they were absolutely outstanding for me and probably the, the one of the best I've, I've played under. They were great. The Vale fans were fantastic for me. Good and bad, they were there 20, 24-7 and they were brilliant. Sometimes they'd see you out in the pub. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah they'd, they'd see me out in the pub. It would be probably three times out of seven, but mm-hmm. it's all changed now. I've, um, I don't think I can go for the pint on Chester now without anybody knowing. And then with our two new managers now, they they, um, they don't half keep you on the straight and narrow and they get the best out of me. This is good now because that's what I want you to end on, the fact that you have turned your life around. You're a family man now. Um, yeah, you know. I'm a family man. I still like I still like a pint, you know what I mean? But what what working man doesn't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to turn into a Jew or anything like that. It'd be nice to use your knowledge to go into young players and say, you know, I've done this, I've done that, uh, but still carried on playing through it. Maybe give them a bit of advice. I've been doing a bit of work for that and that, so I'm open to that. If anybody wants to come and come and have a chat, I'm open to that. Or I'm only down the phone if there's meetings for young kids and that. I'm willing to to say what not to do when you when you when you're my age. But it's just what it is. Um, I don't. I'm, people say, "Oh, you feel you this, you that." Maybe yeah, they have. But at the, at the end of the time, we had a good time doing it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's probably not the point. But like you say, it's, um, I'm at Chester now. Settle down. Got um, a family and the kids, and um, the two managers I'm playing for are brilliant. They get the best out of me. I've been in personal trainer now since the, I think it's the 14th of May. So I've been doing that twice a week. They get the best out of me. They they come down on me on a ton of bricks when I need coming down on a ton of bricks. But I don't think I've needed coming down on a ton of bricks because I just give me all now, and like I did at Vale, give me all. But now, obviously, my life's turned round. You just see a different different side of me. Anyway, it's been great chatting to you, Gaz. Good luck at Chester. We'll have to have a catch-up probably mid-season to see how you're going up there. But thank you very much for doing this. The Super Vale Podcast. There we go. Gary Roberts, thank you very much. Um, we're going to have to get Tom Pope on. He's your mate. I know him. He said this podcast might be a bit too family-friendly, but I'm sure um, we could talk him into it. So get on Twitter Tag him in and say, get on the Super Vale podcast, Popey. That would be brilliant. Uh, it did sound like Gary was in a wind tunnel at times. And did you hear the birds singing? 
Um, so many great guests lined up and the feedback from you guys has been absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't thank you enough. We're going to do more competitions, uh, but subscribe to the new era at Vale Park. Get behind Kevin and Carol. And if you haven't got a season ticket yet, get down the club shop and remember why you love the club so much. The fixtures come out next week and fingers crossed, hopefully we get a new shirt as well to put on over the summer, if we get a summer. Before we go... Uh, I'm going to play a song sent to me by Dick Dale from the Port Vale Beano on Bicos Records. This is the Boslem Boys and that Port Vale record. Up the Vale. 